Okay, this is Erin, and coming up here on this episode is a conversation that Mary and I had about steps six through eight of her eight steps to freedom, her forgiveness method. These are the steps that bring it on home. So please enjoy this conversation that we're revisiting in this episode. And we will soon have the guided exercises from Mary Hayes Greco uh, coming up on the podcast. In the meantime, here's steps six through eight. Little darling, it's been a long, long, lonely winter. Hello and welcome to Rise and Thrive, the podcast where we learn how to hone our tools and skills so we can bounce back from life's disappointments and face our lives with joy and with hope. I'm Erin Warhol and I'm here with my friend and mentor, Mary Hayes Greco. Hi, Erin. Hi, Mary. So, okay, we are we are making our way through your eight steps to freedom, your recipe for forgiveness. Your roadmap to relief. Roadmap to relief. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. So you've been doing this for years and years, Mary. You've... 30-something. 30 30-something, 30 and you've had workshops. So you have just a, a whole boatload of experience with helping people I have a find. lot of evidence. Yeah. I have a lot oh. Of, yes, I have a lot of evidence that... Forgiveness is the thing. It is. In a lot of situations, it's the thing. It's going to make you feel better. It's going to improve your health. It's going to move your relationship into a better place. Yeah. Life is going to open up again. Yeah, I just keep getting the evidence. You keep getting the evidence. And, you know, for a lot of different faiths, people are told, forgive, forgive and forgive and forgive. Right. And yet, I think what I know from talking with some of my friends is that while we know that we should forgive, we very often don't know how to forgive. That's right. We so. don't we don't do it because we well, we have some, you know, misunderstanding of what it is. Most mm-hmm. of us have a misunderstanding of what it mm-hmm. is. And most of us uh, have no idea what a refreshing reset it is for yeah. us. And that we're doing it for us. Yeah. And that it's a healing thing. Yeah. And uh, you know, in a in the faith traditions they also say, Well, yeah, but you know, God forgives us God, God's forgiveness is coming to us all the time. And right. Just, you know, just kind of just open up to it. And it's true. That's probably true that if we can open up to it, if we can open up to that pure, unadulterated, higher consciousness that mm-hmm. is shining in the universe and it is extending to us all the time, we would feel better day by day. But we can't because we're so compacted with old stories, mm. old stories of our insulted and wounded ego. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like we're just full of sludge. And so we can't really take in that grace that they speak of, God's grace. They can't, we can't take in that light and that, uh, that release without doing some preparation in our personalities. And that's what the first four steps are doing. Okay, so in, in this recording, we're focusing on steps six, seven, and eight. We're going to bring it on home with the final steps. We've grouped them together because they are all this... kind of a wave. It's okay. kind of the wave of the spiritual uh, cleansing and reset okay. that we are seeking. Okay, so catch us up. We've what what's going on in the first four steps? We we did a nice long talk with step five, and then we're on step six, seven, and eight. So just give us right. a quick overview. Okay, so we in step one we have determined, decided that we're going to feel better. We're going to let yeah. something go. In step two, we have released our emotions. We have vented. We have expressed our sadness, our rage, our disappointment, our resentments, 
um, very uh, honestly and emotionally. Step three, we've identified one to several expectations of positive things we wished had happened or that we wished this person would be for us. We acknowledge reality and let them go. We, we release expectations that are causing us to suffer. That's mm-hmm. our definition. Yep. And then we go to step four, where we restore our healthy personal space and our sense of what's my responsibility here? What's the other person's deal? What's, mm-hmm. you know, we sort out that responsibility. And then step five, we open up. We open up the hatch. We open up to life again, uh, becoming better, to reinventing our life situations. And we open up again to God as we understand it, uh, to, to, uh, rekindle or start for the first time an important primary relationship with our source, with mm. God. And um, in doing that, we set ourselves into um, a new forthcoming era of trust and receiving uh, the things that we need. So we've done that in, in step five. And then we keep going into the spiritual level in step six, seven, and eight. Okay. So in step six, we are now going to call down, bring to us the spiritual energy that comes from God, comes from the heart of life itself. However you want to frame that, uh, people think of it in different ways. Uh, for ease of, of speaking, I'll say God. Um, so we, we are reaching for love and light, God's mm. love and light. And we're imagining that our own soul is like a beautiful sphere of light that is floating in a vast field of light that is God. We, we visualize in, in this workshop, we visualize our source like a vast field of light that is full of compassion and healing and caring for us and that our own soul is part of that and in that way we then call down from that source a strand of that light into the top of our heads and down into our bodies filling ourselves up with this with this love this unconditional love and uh, we do this through all the parts of our being we bring this love and light down into the body and all of the tissues and our heartbeat and our blood and our bones, our lungs, our breath. We bring it down into our emotional body, into our our sore places in, in the heart and in our emotional story. We bring, like medicine, we bring this loving light into those spaces with great compassion. We bring that light into the mind where we've had all these ideas and stories and and judgments and thoughts, and we're just bringing peace. We're just bringing some simple clarity of intention to see the good, to be at peace. And we bring it into our energy system, our subtle energy system. We bring it into our chakras, our meridians, our aura, the part of us that is energy. We we just give it a nice flushing of light so that everything is... is um, refreshed and, and tuned up and and circulating better. It's almost like we are opening up our circulation again uh, because we've gotten stopped. We've gotten stuck 
it's almost like our our life ground to a halt for a while. Right. And the right. spiritual energy and the the positive, loving social energy, a lot of energy, physical energy in our in our bodies has slowed down and gotten stagnant, has gotten stuck. And now we're just removing those boulders and letting the that energy flow again. And so if you're looking at this through the eyes of a faith context, we'll say it's God, it's God's love and light. That's what's that's what's coming. That's what's being offered. That's what we're taking in. If you're looking at it through um, a healing, energetic perspective, if you're looking at it like through Chinese medicine or some other frame in which we are seen as um, a system in which energy circulates, you imagine that it's that overseeing chakra over the head that is coming down through the pipeline and is charging up. The, the subtle centers in your body and um, bringing this um, this new rekindled circulation of energy. Well, and you're you're talking about the experience of this, and you're giving a good description of how people experience it. I know from my my own work with you in in workshops um, that you do you feel it, you feel it, and it's sort of like you are in this you've been in this chaotic mess of your you know your story your disappointment this heavy burden feeling yeah and maybe you're even sick of carrying that around and you're you in the dark without matches yeah <laughs> yeah and so when you get to this point in the process so step five we've opened up and then now we're receiving god's healing energy i i take that in it's a huge relief it's very palpable yeah it's this is how steps five and six are bringing us home to a mm-hmm. new relationship with spirit mm. because we can actually feel it. Some people yeah. see light in their heads. They're like, my whole head is filled up with light. Yeah. Some people feel tingles and shivers and chills just just tumbling down head to toe, like that spiritual you know, truth feeling that you get sometimes. Other people feel like, oh, peace. Yeah. I just feel this quietude and peace filling me. And other people feel it as as warm. Other people feel it as cool. It's something energetic yeah. is is happening, and that's why um, forgiveness is so much more than just a a, a thought thing. And right. you can't just think your way into a better state. Right. You have to actually have the stagnant energy in your system transformed by fresh new spiritual energy. Yeah, and I, I I really appreciate how you're saying that. And I think for me personally, when I was going through really hard times and and desperate for help and saying prayers and and trying to have something change. I mean, I think eventually it led me to you, and that was the answer to my prayer. But I'm going to say that with this workshop going into it and having the structure around dealing with your emotions, dealing with your expectations, kind of going through the different levels here and getting to this point where you're saying, okay, God, I am ready to I'm receive ready. your healing. It's almost like we're courting it. Yeah. We're courting the light. Yeah. Like God's willing to send light to us 24-7 and is, but we can't take it in. But we are expressing our, our due diligence. Yeah. We are cleaning out our minds mm-hmm. and our emotions and all of that. We're restoring our boundaries and we're saying, okay, I'm getting all cleaned up here. Bring it. Bring well, this and I light think experience to me. That's why for me, I, I definitely see this as a leap of faith. It's saying, I'm going to try this. I don't know how exactly it works. 
I, I'm going to trust that it will work. I'm looking around, you know, in the workshop, I'm looking around and all these other people are going to try it too. And then Mary, you have, you come in teaching this and you have your stories and you have your humor and right away I, I, I feel at ease and it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And when we get to step six and you feel it in, it's, it is really surprising and mysterious how suddenly something, I, I guess I've experienced it as a lightness and openness mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I feel different, right? I feel different than I, I did two hours ago. I know. I just did some forgiveness work yesterday. For yourself? Right, for myself. For yeah. my wee self right here in this office. And I made a date with myself because I'd been uh, in an issue for a week or two. And it was affecting my back. It was oh. like I was having a backache that I knew was related to an emotional story that I was kind of grumpy about. And I thought, well, I'm not doing myself any good holding yeah. on to this emotional story that I'm grumpy about. I know what to do. So I came here. And I faithfully went through the eight steps. And, you know, I was, one part of me was sort of going, I don't know, I've had this for a long time, and I'm really used to this stupid story, and I don't know. And a lot of us have this kind of lonely, shamey feeling that like, oh, things work like this for everyone else but me. Yeah, You know, it's yeah. not going to work for me, or it's not going to work for this story. This story is too stupid. It's not going to work <laughs> for this story. Yeah. Guess what it does? It just does. So I went through all these eight steps, and uh, in the last step, I was sitting there in my chair, noticing that my feet and my legs and my fingers and toes and arms and and stomach and chest everything was kind of glowing mm. it has this very soft almost humming like vibrational uh quality to it this glow and it's because i i opened up for god's light and love to come in and do something with this mess that i had just yeah you know poured out and you uh, you were willing i was willing yeah and i was willing to uh be in a new story. Mm-hmm. I opened up in step five to um, a new relationship with with God about this issue and getting help for this issue, even though it was long held. And then I brought that energy through um, in step six and continued into the next two steps, which we'll talk about in a minute. And I was sitting there, and everything in me was softly humming and glowing, mm-hmm. and I felt sort of detached and like okay like all right whatever i was just in the present wow but i knew something had happened because i could tell that that energy shift had happened i wasn't feeling um stress and my back got half better my back is all better today oh that's great yeah that's great well yeah and a lot of times when we're holding on to something and we have a tent we're holding on we don't even know how tight we're holding on and we don't how, know how much energy is going toward just like clamping it down Until you and put holding it down. something in place yeah so i i mean i'm i'm curious and i i know studies have been done about how forgiveness helps people with their health but it makes me really wonder back problems is one of the things one of the, one of the studies things, huh? was back problems heart problems chronic pain problems yeah. um, headaches it seems like a lot of things that maybe we think are physical ailments could actually be forgiveness problems. They could be emotional, um, emotional the body yeah. uh, crying, the body raging, the body uh, doing our feelings yeah. for us and with us. Okay. All right. Let's move on now to step seven. Yes. So we have opened up in step five. Yep. We have said, 
I'm here. Thank you. I feel you there. Bring it, God. We've brought love and light and energy down through the system. We feel it in yeah. some way. It's a palpable thing. I'm, we're not kidding. We're not just saying this. This really, We've seen this happen hundreds yeah. of times. And then we go to step seven where we are putting ourselves back into right relationship with the person that mm. we're forgiving or the mm-hmm. situation that we're forgiving. And what that means is we are not going to hate them anymore. We're not going to judge them anymore. We're not going to feel like they have power over us anymore. We are simply going to have an expression of goodwill and acceptance towards this person or situation in the world, just the way it is. So we let that love and light continue to come down through us, and then we extend our hands in blessing and imagine that we're sending energy and goodwill to that person or situation, sending that energy out there. And you say words of that, I send you this unconditional love Mm. just as you are. And I let you go now to be yourself. I I release you to be yourself. We say the words of release. Here you go. Bless you. Be yourself. That doesn't mean that I'm going to be with you anymore. It doesn't Uh mean I'm going to relate to you in in the same way or even at all anymore. But when I do think of you, I'm going to have goodwill. So we let that go. And very often people feel this energetically, too. They feel like there's a bridge of connection now between the higher self of that other person, the soul of that other person, and your soul, where you could say, oh, hmm, yeah, I remember you. Oh, yeah, there was love there. There was Mm -hmm. love there. Ah, yeah, and there's some good in you. I can see it. It, This kind of rolls us right into the last step, step eight, where we're, as we send this love and light, unconditional love and light and goodwill to this other person, we... Imagine that we could see them sitting there with that love and light playing upon them, mm-hmm. and that it allows us to see the good, to see what's good about this person, to see a good what's good about the fact that you had to walk for a while with this person, have this difficult dance with this person. Something good happened. And even, you know, the really, you know, most annoying person has something good about them mm-hmm. that we could find. And by sa- seeing that and saying that, okay, I see that you really care. Mm-hmm. Um, about your children. I see that you um, try to be very responsible and you're always on time and you're always prepared. Those are good things. You say that. You know. Okay. Why is it important to do these steps? Why is it important to bring to the see other the good? Per- to, to bring the other, to send light and love to the other person and then to see the good. What are, what are we accomplishing? Beca- we, because we are in the universe with them all mm-hmm. of the time. What we are accomplishing is a safe space in our own mind to rest in a new attitude whenever we bump into them mm-hmm. or whenever we think about them. Instead of thinking of that icky story, we're going to say, oh, they're so-and-so. Wow, they still do this. Mm-hmm. Good thing, you know. Yeah. And goodbye. <laughs> I'm not going yeah. to go sit down at the table with them because... I don't really like them, but that's okay. From across the room, you can uh, you we're, can wish someone well. What I'm hearing you say is we're doing it for us. Even it feels more better so. inside us. Yes, it's feels part better of... inside us. And because we're all made of the same stuff, by somehow yeah. by withholding unconditional love from any human being, we're saying there's a human being that is outside of God's love. Oh, and that's not true. That's not true. No, we are saying that that part of us that is like that other person is outside of God's love. Usually the people mm. that we detest the most are showing something that we also have. 
mm-hmm. that w- within us, and maybe we're hiding it. It's in our shadow side. Yeah. But um, by being willing to let everyone have their space in the world, in God's world, in God's unconditional love, we are also granting ourselves permission to be flawed and um, uh, to have problems and yeah. to to know that we're still loved. And and to hold them with those flaws with compassion so that we can hopefully learn and grow. Right. And it's the human situation, yeah. too, that we're mm-hmm. all in a human situation. We all have tyrants and bullies and dopes inside of us. Yeah. And we all have saints and heroes and... Um, you know, amazing possibilities inside of us. That's that's the human situation. So, and God doesn't hold any one of us outside of its love. It just loves us. You know. Well, and I, what I'm struck with when you talk about how we're, you know, in step six, we're bringing spirit, we're bringing God's healing energy in through us, and then in step seven, we're extending it, like putting your arm out and extending mm-hmm. it to the other person in our mind. We're also telling ourselves that that there's an abundant supply of God's love, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. we don't have to be stingy. We can right. let it come through us, right. and, and that we're bigger than this issue. Right, we're bigger right. than this problem that the yeah. person brought to our doorstep. That I'm actually so much bigger in my soul than this problem that that really worried me for a while. That I actually have room to love you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm that big of a person. And and sometimes people have a little bit of resistance to the idea if they're really angry at somebody, really, you know, they but usually in the workshop you can kind of talk them into the idea that this is actually <laughs> for their benefit to right. do it. I'll say, "You know what? Just anything. What Okay, what does somebody who knows this person uh, in a whole different context as you, what do they like about this person?" Mm-hmm. Oh, he's funny. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, lively. He always brings the treats. Uh, and shares. Yeah. You know, he's just he's just a a good guy. You yeah. know, uh, we know other things about yeah. this guy. So you're helping kind of your mind remember something else about see yeah this something to rest on. It. And yeah. you don't have to you don't have to have a lot in common with them. You don't have to uh, pursue any kind of living relationship with them. Yeah. But they're in the world. They're in and the even world. if they have passed away, they're in the universe. Yeah. Their their soul is somewhere, and you want that soul to be at rest inside your mind. Um, you want your mind to be at rest about this soul and the, the well, journey that you took together. This is reminding me a little bit of my friend Jean, and I've talked about her story on this podcast before, and she gave me permission to share it. But she was somebody who had been assaulted in her 20s, and she didn't, I think she was given like a, date rape drug or something and assaulted and you know it was this horrible story that she had buried and then later in her life it came up and she had to do a lot of healing work around it and so then she found her way into your workshop and did healing work around forgiving her her unknown assailant Mm. she didn't Mm -hmm. know who he was there was no way to get justice Mm. here Mm -hmm. or anything like that she had to make peace with it she had to make peace with it and she wanted to and she did she went through all the steps and I had asked her about this particular step of sending good, you know, sending healing energy, sending God's love, and how she felt about that. And I think by the time, I think what she told me was by the time she got to that step, she was happy to do it. She hmm. she was ha- mm-hmm. she was seeing like freedom was in her sights, and she's like, I'm I'm going I'm there. Going. I'm going to do it. <laughs> 
But she had an interesting experience because when she did that, she sent the healing energy and then she saw the him, him, unknown assailant, in a new way. She saw him much smaller and much mm. more pathetic than mm-hmm. how he had loomed in her imagination right. over all those years. Like it, this was a big bad story of hers that she carried around for a long time, and it affected her life in big and small ways over the years. And when she finally got to the point of putting it down, she was like, "Oh, he's just this tiny little yeah. something." So you know, she reclaimed her power. <laughs> she really did, and right. I was I was amazed. I was it amazed, is amazing. to hear that. It is amazing yeah. what people can forgive yeah. and how we can get bigger than the bigger biggest than, problem. Yes, that we've been exactly. Carrying. Right. So it and so for many people, they hear, "Well, I, that was unforgivable. What he did to her was unforgivable." Well. No. Well, because... it was atrocious. Yeah. It was unjust. Mm-hmm. It was a crime. Mm-hmm. It was all those things. But she proved that it wasn't unforgivable. Yeah. Because she gave herself the relief of forgiveness. She yeah. gave herself the gift of freedom. And it reminds me of a story that Edith used to tell, too, about a woman who had been beaten and raped um, by a man. And that uh, at the end of culmination of a lot of... Uh, traumatic work around that the woman um managed to take him to court and put him in jail and from the witness stand as she looked at this guy sitting there getting his sentence she felt this amazing compassion Mm. coming out of her Mm -hmm. this amazing compassion for this troubled person who was going to jail and she felt almost impersonal in terms of um that it meant anything about her anymore wow yeah, so she had healed. She yeah, had healed. She had healed. Found her she wholeness. got the freedom. Yeah. And she was able to hold this story in yeah. her mind and in her experience, not put it in the deep freeze and ignore it, but she yeah. healed it enough that she could not, it could be now be part of her life story without ever hurting her again. Mm, that and is amazing. Yes. Yes, that is. is well, you know, and it, and, I'm and think- she, but but she didn't have to forgive and forget. She didn't right. have to say that it was okay. She she uh, in that in that incident, she got to um, deliver the consequences, which is, I'm sure, a pleasure. Yeah, and you talk about how forgiving and forgetting, even though that's a, a phrase people hear, that that's not the appropriate way to handle your forgiveness. It doesn't work. And you want to forgive and remember because you want to remember what you learned from the experience. Right. And I'll bring it back around to my story that I was sharing on on one of the earlier uh, Step 5, where I had a friend that had betrayed me and... Uh, you know, something happened and I didn't serve her purposes anymore and she dropped me like a rock and I felt really bad by that, about it. And I so I forgave her and, you know, kind of came to terms with the fact that this relationship that I thought was rather close actually had pretty shallow roots. And when I took that story all the way through and saw the good in it, part of part of what I saw was compassion for her. I don't know what, mm. exactly what was going on with her, but then it it allowed me to even think about well, where have I had friendships with shallow roots? You know, where mm. have I been mm-hmm. her? Where have I done that? Right. And I was able to hold myself in more compassion to even explore that than before I'd done the forgiveness work where mm. I was just the victim. You know, I was mm-hmm. the victim of her bad behavior. <laughs> but that's that's another side effect of going through a forgiveness 
issue and really laying it down and getting to freedom is that then you know more, you're wiser, and you can look at your life and you can look at yourself as both the person who has been wronged and also the person who has done wrong. Right. And you can hold that. And we go are forward. all that person. We are all Both that sides. person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. Is there anything more you want to say about step eight? Well, we roll through this spiritual wave, as mm-hmm. we've described it today, from opening up mm-hmm. to um, our source for for a new relationship, to bringing the energy from that place, from God, from mm-hmm. our soul, from our source, through our whole being, sending it out to that other person, and then seeing the good in them, mm-hmm. seeing seeing this in some kind of a balance, like, what's what's good about this? Or what's good that I had to go, th- go through that experience, yeah. right? And um, you will feel better. You will feel relief. You will feel lighter. You will feel like, well, that, that's done me. You're, maybe your back will stop hurting like yeah. mine did yesterday. Yeah. And then you want to go forward to um, in completing this by taking a couple of days to mm. let this gel. Mm-hmm. You know, we start out the eight steps with preparing ourselves for mm-hmm. a healing change. We need to complete the eight steps by integrating mm. the healing change. And that means you might want to um, have you know, half a day off. Yeah. Uh, you might want to spend some time uh, working in your garden or meditating or praying. Nature um, or spiritual practices, extra sleep, Yeah. Uh, drinking a lot of water because you've just done actually a physical healing thing mm-hmm. too. You Eating good food. Eating good food, sure. Yeah. <laughs> All that. Uh, the post-op. Yeah. Be a little bit post-op yeah. and be very gentle and don't go running out into like the busiest uh, meeting at work yeah. ever or to a loud, crazy restaurant or something when you're you're just really trying to let this story settle into a new uh, new format. And, and you are new. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, this is transformation. Yes. This So it makes sense that you would need a little bit of time to integrate Yeah, sometimes it. people are a little bit bewildered or confused mm. because they've been carrying the story in their brain in a certain way for the last four years and it's gone now. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just settled down, and they're like, uh, "What do I think about yeah. now?" Well, I'm not mad now, but what am I? You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what I am yeah. now because I've been mad for four years or yeah. however long it is. So we have to get used to our new state. Yeah, the open and the clear and openness of not uh, obsessing over someone else's stuff they did. Right, and yeah. saying, you know, well, so what's next? What am yeah. I up for now? Oh, what's that's possible great. for me now? There's a new door open now. What is that mm-hmm. door leading good. to? Very good. Well, Mary, I I so appreciate you uh, doing the work you do, helping people learn these steps, helping them figure out how to forgive, and actually doing it. And I appreciate that you are bringing this to the world through our podcast. And I really hope that folks listening will take this to heart and think about something that they want to bring through the eight steps and and give it a try. Or share it with a friend who's been suffering way too long about something. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a tool that is um, incredibly powerful. And, and once you start working with it, it just grow, it grows in your understanding of how it can help you and how relevant it is in so many different situations. And it becomes part of the way you move yeah. through the world. You move yeah. with more 
uh, resilience and with a mm-hmm. lighter step. And you start to notice when you're about to start a resentment. Oh, yeah. With someone here, you can do some preemptive forgiveness where you're like, oh, wait a minute now. Let me just notice that I'm about to expect something unrealistic here. Yeah. Let me just release that expectation right now that this unrealistic thing is going to happen because it probably isn't. Yeah. And then I can just enjoy it for whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And when you do that, when you when you work with that, then you figure out what your need is or what your value is that you're holding in response in relationship to that so you know yourself better. You know mm-hmm. yourself, you know who you are, and it just it's a richer way to live, I think. So it makes sense that God said, forgive and forgive and forgive. That's right. <laughs> and that is the central message of Christianity, and yeah. it's the main message of all the world's great religions. Yeah. Good. All right. Thank you, Mary. You're so welcome. So I want to thank you all for listening to the Rise and Thrive podcast, and we want to say thank you to Daniel Zamsauer, wonderful sound engineer who sits with us and holds space while we have these conversations about healing and changing your life and transformation. So thank you, Daniel. All right, we'll see you next time on Rise and Thrive. You just kick that door.